And full effect. J- when did you add this full effect? Ain't it? It's like you just keep adding. Like you full effect. So uh, have you been ha- half effect before? No, before? No, I've, I've been facts saying. and full effects on period. Ain't on period, ain't it? <laughs> you don't be doing the hand shit right now. Period. I've, listen, I've been I've been saying that for a while now. Nah, bro, you were saying big facts, and then all of a sudden I started hearing this big facts and full effect. I wonder what brainstorming you did to add that one. Pick a side, Jit. Why I got Why I got to brainstorm? Why can't it just come as I said it? Nah, man. Something in your head was like, you know what? <laughs> oh yeah, are we at episode one thirty yet? Or no, we still in the one twenty. It is like one twenty nine. I literally have no idea what episode. One don't kill. Sound engineer Carl. What episode are we on? Don't know. Bet. Carl was oh shit. Just said it's one something. Duh. Fired again. Fired. We'll see you next week. <laughs> y'all know Try again next week, Jet. You five. I just want to let y'all know, y'all never. It's one twenty nine. Y'all never rehired me. But yeah, you keep okay, showing up for some keep, reason. No. <laughs> 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 my fans. You must have spoken to someone. Hey, I ain't gonna lie though. I ain't gonna lie. We have a. We have a. We do have a fans, bro. No, no. Listen, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I found them. I found. No, I was about to say. I was about to say there is a listener of ours. His name is Alex. Shout out to Alex. Alex Steele. He said he's um, Carl's biggest fan, and he didn't even say the sound engineer. He said Carl. Don't like, care. Oh. Don't care. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> oh my god! We don't need your follow. Don't need your. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> hey, this episode is about to be called "Don't Care." Hey, Alex. Try, try, Alex. I appreciate you, hey, Alex. We don't care. Don't. Oh god, like <laughs> Go start a fucking fan page. Ain't it? Hey, <laughs> hey drinks on me, Alex. Drinks on me. He don't even know who the fuck you are. You it. How you know it ain't one of my students? Alex, you fired as a fan. You fired. You don't need your <laughs> kind of drinks. You, you, you don't join call the unemployment. You line. see, you see what you're, you see what the big you're, you're the biggest fan of. He's about to take you off for some water. Water. <laughs> it's whatever you want. Oh but, my but god! That up, you heard him right? His name is at unreserve. Ain't it? Go it's hit him at, up. Get it's at free un- underscore reserve. Go get. Appreciate that, Nev. Go get I got your back, bro. I, I was trying to make sure Jit ain't 
I try to make sure Jit ain't go to stalking my dog. You feel me? I try to give him a fake name. <laughs> ain't Jit Page private? Who am I? No. Oh, shit. Never mind. Take that back. You know Carla thought he got to have all his Whoa. business. <laughs> 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 hey, that's how really you know, he started. He's, said, king, he's, king, he's king Thotty. <laughs> he's the thot- he's a, this ain't you know how, open, you, know how uh, you know how freaking Tyson Fury is the uh, Egyptian king. Carl the Thought King. The Thought King. The Thought Brunch King. Damn, rumors about to start like for real. For real, for real. They're about to be like, that's I heard this on your, I heard this on the same podcast that you want. That you're a thotty? That's their business. <laughs> Nobody give a fuck about what y'all think. And <laughs> her opinion doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't <laughs> care. Um, I ain't fuck with y'all though, but we really don't care though. Yeah, real talk. Yeah, I fuck with you, but I don't care. So I know the next brunch place. Don't care. Fa. Alright. It's gonna be fine inside shit. Hot. Oh. Let me yeah, sneak preview. Kid. We're not, we're not on video. Boost they, that's dope, bro. All right, cool. Boost their AC, bro. If y'all could only see what Carl is showing us right now, right. Uh, on the audio medium. Three kings soon come. <laughs> Putting your head top. <laughs> Big tune, whatever that shit DJ Khaled be saying. Hey, can we talk some sports? Yeah. yeah. What do we want to? What do we want to start with? Don't matter to me, dog. W. Okay. E. All right. So, Dublin, we are uh, in full swing on the way to uh, WrestleMania. And one storyline I really wanted to highlight because I feel like WWE is knocking it out of the park every week. And I give all the credit to Paul Heyman because he's the lead guy in Raw. Um, This Randy Orton Edge storyline is masterful. I don't know who all is contributing to this, but it has been flawless since the Royal Rumble. I'm going to give you guys a quick breakdown of what's happened each week since then. And mind you, Randy Orton has opened Raw every week since Royal Rumble, and he's taking about 20 minutes of Raw. Bitch. Just a talk. Just to... not, Not even sometimes. So, basically, to give you guys the quick rundown... Um, Edge returned at the Royal Rumble, number 21, um, and he had a good showing. He was briefly aligned with Randy Orton until he eliminated him, right? So the next night on Raw, Edge comes out, and he's speaking on his return and, you know, what it took medically to get him cleared and get back to where, you know, he felt confident enough. And, you know, he was talking about his what-ifs and people he wants to have matches with and stuff. Randy Orton interrupted him, gave a very heartfelt promo that I've, I've mentioned on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. the week that it happened, um, and then proceeded to RKO Edge, um, chair him up, you know, and then initially, and then eventually give him the concerto, where, you know, Edge then had to be stretchered out. So the week after that, Randy Orton comes out to the ring, hopefully to explain his actions. And the crowd is lighting him up with booze. And, like, he's soaking this in. He took his time walking to the ring. Then he sat there in the ring. And every time he was about to speak, the crowd would start booing and he would stop. And like I said, this whole thing lasted about 20 minutes. And then eventually he started talking. He just said, I can't. And he dropped the mic and and left. People were like, what the fuck? 
So then it leaves you another week like, okay, we need to get some answers. So the next week he comes out. He starts saying, I'm sorry. And then out of all people, uh, Matt Hardy comes out. Matt Hardy, who, you know, as many know, back in the day, the Hardys and Edge and Christian had many matches together, mm-hmm. and they were actually all very close behind the scenes. But then the thing happened with Edge and Lita in real life, which caused real-life friction between Matt and Edge to where that led to a storyline in WWE, all that good stuff. But as time went on, they squashed that beef, and they've been close ever since. They're both married to other people at this point, and, you know, that's water under the bridge. So Hardy comes out, and he was saying, you know... If this had been years ago, if this always count on Dylan's phone, um, if this had been if this had been years ago, he would have been the first person in line to shake uh, Randy Orton's hand after that. But you know what he did was sick; it was foul, and he owes everybody an explanation. Um, to which Randy Orton responded with a RKO, RKO and a concerto. Bitch, get out my face! Um, so the next week on Raw. Randy Orton comes out because he's then out was supposed to have a match with Matt Hardy, a street fight on Raw. But he was out there saying, you know, I'm sorry, but Matt Hardy hasn't been cleared by the doctors to have that match because of what I did. And he started talking about how Edge is like a brother to him. And he, he he's family and stuff, which people are like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, so I'm sorry to my brother. And then Matt Hardy comes out with a neck brace on and he's saying, you know, he doesn't care if they clear him or not. He's going, he's going to fight Randy gets in the ring. Randy Orton's like, nah, leaves, starts heading up the ramp, gets to the top of the ramp, pauses, takes his vest off, comes back down to the ring where Matt Hardy's waiting in the ring with a chair. And as Randy Orton does that, you know, remember how the shield used to do that slow climb onto the, the apron or whatever. So Randy Orton was doing that. Matt Hardy swings the chair, misses Randy, you know, drapes him over the top rope, goes in the ring, RKO, and then goes to do a concerto, stops, rolls Matt Hardy out the ring, takes off that top layer of the steel steps, puts Matt Hardy on the the steel steps, and then does a concerto (laughs) with his head on the steps. And then as he's walking away and the refs or medics are coming down, he pushes them out to wait to do another concerto. Between the, the steps and the and the chair. That's lit. Yes. And then Randy Orton leaves. <laughs> this week on Raw, Randy Orton's out, and he says he needs to apologize because his behavior has been a little off lately. No shit. Now, mind you, this Raw this week was in Winnipeg, uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Edge is Canadian, so obviously the crowd was very much against Randy Orton during this. Kevin Owens' music hits. Kevin Owens also Canadian. Huge pop from the crowd. Kevin Owens gives this huge heartfelt promo. You know, when Edge was retired, I was wrestling on the indies trying to fight my way here in WWE so I could hopefully have a match with this guy someday. And his career was taken away, and I thought I'd never have the chance. And then he came back, and it gave me hope. He's like, I was at the Royal Rumble. When he came out, I was backstage, not even caring about my turn to come in the match. I was excited to see him and the look on his face mm-hmm. and the look in his eyes and how happy and how good he looked and how he was ready to be back and fight people. And I thought I had my chance again. And then you took it away, Randy. And you're not going to sit here and just apologize and just say he's a brother to you. I need to know why. 
Mm-hmm. And Randy Orton's like, you don't want to go down that road. So Kevin, you know, being Kevin says, no, I think I do want to go down that road. So Randy Orton, he's like, no, he's like, you know what? Fine. You don't want to talk. We'll fight then. Let's have a match right now. Randy Orton's like, fine. We'll have the match, but it's going to be later tonight. Clears it. And, um, you know, later on the night they have their match or whatever. But since Kevin Owens is in the storyline with Seth Rollins, Rollins and all his people came out and they fucked with him and stuff like that. So match was kind of a wash at that point. Randy Orton left. What's interesting is next week on Raw, Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife, is advertised to be there to give a medical update on Edge. Randy Orton is about to fuck her. Randy Orton is about to kill Beth Phoenix. Clean. And Edge is about to come back. She's going to get RKO'd and concertoed. You heard it here first. Clean. And now, WWE isn't advertising this, but the Raw after that is in Washington, D.C., and the arena there is promoting an appearance by Edge. So... I'm thinking that's when he's going to make his comeback because it's also the first Raw after Elimination Chamber and basically there's nothing else until WrestleMania at that point. Four, there's four weeks. So I think that's where they're going to make their WrestleMania match official is there and they'll have four weeks of them being there to build up the hype for that match at WrestleMania which I don't think we've officially said on this podcast all of us will be at. Three members yeah, of Ball Sports sir, Podcast sir, and even Carl, the sound engineer, will be at WrestleMania this year. Yes. So, so I am extremely excited for the rest of the build for this. Um, I'm probably most excited for this match because Randy Orton is one of my favorites of this. He's probably my favorite of this most recent generation. No, for sure. Of wrestlers. And, and Edge, I've yeah. always loved Edge, and I never thought I'd be able to see him live. Nah, this is because of this injury. A lot of interest. Like I'm, I'm oh, so hyped to see. I'm so hyped. Is um, Undertaker plan to be at WrestleMania? There is plans right now for Undertaker at WrestleMania, so I'm glad you said that because this is transitioning me into I what I was going to mention next. That's the only reason I want Undertaker there. So I just want to see the entrance. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I want to be there live. So, so here's the speculation. AJ Styles has been calling out a lot of these legends lately. But he's basically saying he's the best of any era, mm-hmm. is what he's been saying. You know, naming people and stuff like that. You're Stone Cold, you're Rocks. He hasn't said The Undertaker's name yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's stupid. So the, the rumors happening right now is that uh, AJ Styles is going to be in a match uh, this week. They have a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um. Undertaker is not on the card. However, he flew out to Saudi Arabia. So he is currently in Saudi Arabia. So there's speculation that he may interrupt that match at some point to fuck with Styles. Or, because this week on Raw, AJ Styles just started a feud with Aleister Black. Him and the club jumped Aleister Black. What they're saying is at WrestleMania, it could be Aleister AJ Black Styles in the club versus Aleister in a Black handicap in match against Aleister Black and The Undertaker. That way, yeah, it doesn't take a lot of... It doesn't put a lot of pressure on Undertaker. Undertaker's good with those. Yes, because Aleister Black and AJ Styles can do the majority of the working with each other. He can come in and fuck up... He can come in and fuck up the other two. It doesn't even have to be AJ Styles taking the pin for that. You know? And it makes Aleister Black look great because he's fighting with Undertaker. Getting a win over AJ Styles in the club, you know, that's that's huge. It it works for everybody. Nah, for real. That's smart that they don't put Undertaker in like a... 
a singles match. You know, he you already even fucked his streak up. Yeah, clean twice. Yeah. If you gonna put him in there, put him in there because the crowd wants to see him. Right. But put him in the right type of match to where he doesn't have to do too much. I agree. I think that's a great idea. Um, I wanted to go backtrack a little bit. Um, I think that the uh, Orton Edge storyline that you described is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. It kind of has like attitude errorish. What's the word? I'm not really like attitude error, but I guess like right after it, whatever they call that time. Ruthless aggression. Um, is that what that's called? That was mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, so it's kind of like throwback. So I, I really like that. Um, as far as wait, what, did under- you, what was the last thing you just said? I'm sorry. More like a ruthless aggression error type of. Um, I'm glad you said ruthless aggression real quick. Um, if you guys have the WWE Network, they're doing a series on the ruthless aggression era. Like it's episode no, episode. It's very good. Yeah, and it's like really good. They're talking about how it starts from the collapse of WCW and the end of the Attitude Era, going into the introduction really? of now John Cena. Yeah, I know. I'm watching that. all that. So I didn't yeah. point. So like, it's, it's really. Good. <laughs> I'm really talking about that. behind the scenes. They're talking about what happened. What was happening behind the scenes oh, to make okay, all that cool. stuff happen. Nice. When yeah. does it stop? I don't know. I think it goes up until the uh, the PG era. Oh no! I gotta finish watching that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that. So it's gonna encompass <coughs> I'm gonna watch, evolution. It's gonna tonight. encompass evolution. You know, John Cena's rise as Doctor of Thugonomics and everything. Like it's gonna everything that's going on behind the scenes to make the those yeah. strings pull. So be so, being racist. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did just wanna. I did just. I was throw that But y'all was sitting there watching that just yesterday. Like, yo, this man really sizing Mexicans like this on live TV. Yeah. So um, now, so you, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You were, you were still. No, you're good. No, no, you're good. That was a great. That was a great uh, add-in. I did not even know about that. So thanks Man, for sharing. Gonna talk about, they're gonna talk about. They're gonna talk about. What I what I was gonna say Tough. was, um, I I do like the direction that they went with Undertaker. I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna use Undertaker for those types of events, I think that will work better because it is less yeah. work for him. You know what I mean? And he does work better with a person. And I mean, what a, what better? I mean, who better to put on? Kind of with that whole aura, other than Aleister Black, to be honest. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Like I agree. Um, now, elsewhere on the WrestleMania card, there is speculation John Cena will have a match. Um, he is coming back this Friday on SmackDown um, to basically, I guess, to start whatever WrestleMania program he's about to be on. Don't know who's going to do whatever beefy. <laughs> I, honestly, I would love it if him and The Fiend. Because that was one of the biggest travesties of Bray Wyatt first coming up. Oh, that first John big Cena. feud he had was, John was Cena with John Cena. And John Cena buried him. Well, and they thought like he was kind of... What if, fight John Cena? what if he fight John Cena and turn John Cena heel? Yo. But what if they, what if he fight John Cena and John Cena wins at WrestleMania? Because yeah. then he would beat Ric Flair's title thing. You gotta imagine that's going to happen at some point. They're not about to do that. Yeah, I, I agree that would be... Uh, oh god I'd be so mad but I can see like Vince McMahon being like ah, I can definitely I can definitely see them doing that yeah so, like kind of Brock kind of like a Brock Lesnar type thing where they're just gonna give him the belt right yeah. right so I don't know yes yeah, so I don't know what they're gonna have Cena doing um they're I don't know right. if it's gonna be we don't know what Reigns is doing yet we don't know what The Fiend is doing they could yet. do that they could do a Reigns Cena right but they're thinking <laughs> it, all, it could also be Reigns going after The Fiend he's gonna lose too yeah. they're not about the size of Fiend at Wrestlemania out there it doesn't Actually, matter who it doesn't matter who goes after The size Fiend, of Fiend? I definitely Roman. see Roman being the one that size him yo the crowd would be so why would they do that no the crowd would be so hot 
Um, yeah, I, do. I think I think the Fiend gonna lose this title on some fuck shit before they make him just lose outright. Yeah, but I don't think it's at WrestleMania. I think exactly. yeah, you can't be, carry it through. You WrestleMania. can't have this kind of aura about you where you just can't get beat. Yeah, you're just popping up out of everything for you to just randomly get beat yeah. by somebody that has a Superman Honestly, punch. I don't think it should be the Fiend that loses the title. I think it, it should, should be Bray Wyatt. No, if anything, Bray Wyatt will lose it. Yeah. He can't beat her. Just the, the Fiend can't lose unless he's facing the Demon. Right, hmm. and and it could be one of those things where they can even play it off where like. If they're like, oh, well, then why isn't he just the fiend every time he fights? It's like, no, the fiend does what he wants. The fiend's his own person. He don't care about it. So he fights when he's ready to, yeah. He just want to fight when he's He just wants to kill. That's it. (laughs) No, that's how they should do it. Don't have the fiend just lose, unless it's like to a big time opponent. Yeah, and it's got to be, yeah, the loss has to make sense. It had to be like the demon. Not no Goldberg. Like, he's fighting Goldberg in this pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Like, he about to kill Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg about to spear him so many times. And he's just going to pop up. And he's going to pop up. And then he's going to fillet Goldberg Goldberg out of it. Yeah, I can't wait. Bro, honestly, they already dropped the ball with the whole demon bit because the demon lost pretty much a good portion of his aura. So please don't do it twice in a row. Because that really hurt me when they just had the Demon lose like back-to-back matches Bro, like that in pay-per-views. Yeah, I think he lost. Yeah, the Demon like, lost like two yeah. pay-per-views in a row. I think so. That's It crazy. was like out of control. Yeah, bro. Like that man's been... They've been trying, Finn. That's why he cleared it. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll see more matches are going to take shape, uh, especially after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view which is next weekend that's why i hate these saudi arabia pay-per-views because it's like their pay-per-views this week and then next week is an actual pay-per-view i personally don't think there should be any pay-per-view between royal rumble and wrestlemania like really yeah because you i think after elimination chamber that sets up a whole new storyline so you only really get four weeks of build before wrestlemania that's all you really need though i don't need to see these things I feel you, but like i would love to see like a longer storyline play out to where like Cause like sometimes it's like a rematch when it gets to WrestleMania, like two people will fight at Elimination Chamber and then it's like, all right, and the big rematch at WrestleMania, it's like, ah, but I already saw it, ah uh-huh, ha, uh-huh. you know. So I don't know, or maybe, uh-huh. or maybe if they're gonna do the pay per view instead of the Saudi Arabia one now, like do that pay per view in you know early February, you know, toward because you got the middle of January Royal Rumble. You know, you can do it early February or mid-February, Elimination Chamber. Then you can maybe even push WrestleMania back till mid-April as opposed to the first week in April. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Just So, what you're saying is, is you don't want a pay-per-view there at all. Nothing. I would prefer <clears throat> not. I can understand why logistically they'd want to have one there. In which case, I would just say, because WrestleMania is in April. There's not another pay-per-view until like the middle of May. So why don't you just push back WrestleMania a couple weeks, you know, in one direction, push Elimination Chamber, you know, earlier in the year a couple weeks, and then, you know, basically just adds an extra month there, a build. I go forward with that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like ultimately, um, maybe they just so does the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view follow the storylines? No, kind of. Like sometimes, yeah, but then like they basically bring in these part timers and other people. They'll throw a storyline together for like two weeks. It'll be like a two week storyline for this. So it kind of like throws like a weird wrench into things. So I'm gonna like, say like so like the matches like the matches on this card have actually been storylines for a while, with the exception of uh, Fiend and Goldberg. Fiend and Goldberg. 
Bailey Naomi and Brock Ricochet. Because you have New Day versus Miz and Morrison, which has been brewing for a while. Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. Actually, that's another new one that just started a week ago. Who? Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. That just started like two weeks ago. Mm. Rollins that and Murphy—they're the, they're the raw tag team champions. Oh, I like that. I like that because they've yeah. just been having. I, I don't yeah, I was about to say, say I like, I like that too. I like that they've just been having the street profits yeah. just talking. And then like Reigns versus Corbin, which feels like that's been going on way too long. They—they're not tired of that. Yeah, this one—they're fighting in a steel cage match. Damn. So and then you have like, I, a random. Sorry, one more, one more match. Then there's like a random six-person gauntlet match. Like for like whatever random trophy that they always have at these stupid Saudi Arabia pay per views, AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Lashley versus Rowan versus R Truth versus Rey Mysterio. Gauntlet match is one where like two people start, and then when one when that match is over, the next person comes out. So like one person could potentially have five different matches, you know, in the same match type thing. Yeah, that's crazy. So the reason why I said that was because why don't they bring back? Well, not even bring back. Why don't they do like? You know, themed, not necessarily like full on pay per views, but something like, you know, Clash of the Champions, like what WCW used to have, like those little tweener. Yeah, um, honestly. <clears throat> well, this Saudi Arabia shit, they signed a five year deal. So they're kind of stuck under this contract with Saudi Arabia. And is that, not, is that a. Is that Another, Crown Jewel? Is that what that is? Crown Jewel and Super Showdown. Those are the two that they have each year. They have two per year for five years. Wow. Um, so the issue is that these Saudi Arabia shows are not mandatory for the wrestlers, rightfully so, because, you know, it's not the safest of places. And plus, politically, you know, women aren't allowed to do really anything. So, the yeah, women... didn't they have to wear like special like costumes and stuff? Yeah, like this is the only the second time that women are going to be allowed to actually wrestle on the card. Their first two, their first two years there, they weren't even allowed to wrestle. Period. It wasn't until this year that they've been allowed. Um, and they, yeah, and they have to be fully covered up. The only things can show is. Their neck and up, they're in their hands. Everything else has to be covered. So no shorts, nothing. No stomach showing. Like, and they're basically wearing turtlenecks. Holy crap, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, politically, a lot of people refuse to go, which limits your storyline ability, you know? Like, Kevin Owens refuses to go. Daniel Bryan refuses to go. You know, a lot of, a lot of your higher-up people don't want to go. Just because it's not a safe place, their their families don't want don't feel comfortable with them traveling over there, and like on top of that, just the polit- the politics of everything, you know. Which makes sense. Yeah, so it's uh, it may it, it's tough. Vince kind of put WWE in a bind by. That. Yeah, he was definitely thinking money over actual product. Absolutely. Because I mean, they're making they're making a good chunk recently. of change though, aren't they? Huh? They're making a good chunk of change off of this, aren't they? Oh, they're making a great chunk of change off of this deal. That's what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah, they this they're they're making bread, <laughs> bread. But um, yeah. So 
That is this weekend. And then, oh, one last thing WWE related I just wanted to mention. Um, the Hall of Fame this year. So far, uh, three names have been announced officially. Uh, the NWO will be getting inducted, and that will be uh, Hogan uh, going in again, Nash going in again, Scott Hall going in again, and um, X-Pac as part of that. So it's yeah, the four of them for NWO. Um, as they should. Batista going in. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Really? Um, and then announced this week the Bella Twins are going in. The Bella, Bella Twins? Twins. Yeah. But the Bella huh. Twins. Yeah. Why? For fucking what? They love to credit the Bella Twins for starting the women's revolution even they though they did didn't. They did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Nothing. But be right. twins. Yeah. That married... Two of the most famous crazy. stars in the Paige gets no credit for starting the women's revolution. Her and AJ Lee. Right. I was just no about to say, credit. what happens to AJ Lee? They're the ones who changed all the, bruh. That shit's wild. But the Bella twins, yeah. The so the Bella, Bella twins. twins. Um now hasn't been announced yet, but also speculated they'll go in this year. The British Bulldog. I like um, it. Yeah. And uh JBL. Oh, nice. So those those haven't been announced, but they're the Bella speculating. Just to, just to think, before JBL had his championship run, he was a scrub. Yeah, he was a scrub. He was about to lose his job mm-hmm. because after because yeah, he, yeah once APA because, once APA was over with, like yeah, because his his partner that was Simmons, right? Simmons yeah. was good. Yeah, he was good <laughs> because he he had so many like different characters and roles he was playing. But they said JBL was a was like a bum. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because you don't you don't think that. And then he became JBL, and he was you know a wrestling god. <laughs> and then they changed that song. Dang, I just got to that where he left. Well, he's finally becoming JBL, and then mm-hmm. left Ron Simmons hanging. He going crazy on these Mexicans right now, though. <laughs> yeah, he said some wild. He's shit. saying some wild shit, bro. Like what? Like go cross like some Trump shit. <laughs> like he's speaking like Trump, bro. Like hard body. <laughs> like he even got. A, That's probably where he, Trump got the motivation. He became, he became the number one contender over John Cena. <laughs> Imagine this is the time where now John Cena is like easily not the most popular person on SmackDown. Oh, they have him. a great rivalry the two of them. Oh, easily. But like he bloody matches. he get, he wins against John. This is when they finally got the internet working to where now, you know, they're able to do they're able to do polls and shit, and have the crowd vote. And John yeah. Cena win by a landslide, and then to get it over John Cena, he was like, "Oh no, no, wait! I'm a great American. Let me show you how." And it's a video of him in like some woods, talking about some like these Mexicans. They come into our country, they take our jobs, they this, this, this. And I'm about to stop it right now. You see him like running and catches like a bunch of like who's supposed to be Mexicans. All dirty and shit, and he's yelling at him and shit. He's like, "Go back to your country. You tell all your friends." Jesus. Oh wow. my god! And Kurt Angle makes him the number one contender because of that. I'm like, "Yo, y'all are wild, kid." Kurt Angle is funny too. Oh man. Oh man. But uh, but yeah, that's it for for the WWE. Unless you guys had anything else for that. Hell no. All right. Oh, huge news. Huge news. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but this is news that affects the world. Um, They are saying there's a strong possibility 
that the 2020 Summer Olympics will be altogether canceled this year. Wait, because what? It's su- because it's supposed to take place in Tokyo. Oh, that's dead. And they're saying the, the organizers are um, contemplating either postponing or all-out canceling. But at this point, they're leaning towards all-out canceling Canceling, the summer. Because now you got because you know how much problems you have with that. Because it's like people gotta come from those countries and and compete. You like you know because you can't move it, and it's too it's too massive of a thing. Because you remember when they had the Olympics in Brazil, they had to build stadiums Mm -hmm. and stuff to how like there's a lot. Have you seen? Have you seen? Speaking of, have you seen like the aftermath left after like most of these countries do the Olympics? Oh, they become like Overtown, bro. Like it's crazy. Like they're just left. To die, like it's yeah, bro. Nobody lives buildings. there. Nobody uses yeah. it. They're it's just, just abandoned. Just grass grows in them. Like it's just yep. It's like a, an yep. apocalypse video game or something. Yeah, the yes, they just leave the stuff. They spend all the money to have them build it, build it, build it, and then they just leave. Could I be going to that bitch, tearing that bit down, grabbing them supplies yeah. right back? Well, no, they are. The, the buildings are stripped at this point. They're just. I'd be stripping them hoes. <laughs> I bro, like, yo, we need all that. Give me all that. Y'all know about to come in here and spend all this bread and then not. Did they even claim the land that it's on? Who? The people that built it. No. I mean, that's... It, it was like... It's like country owned or like state owned or whatever government land or whatever that they just would take to just build this shit. Yeah, Build some shit right there. Y'all ain't care for it. But could you <laughs> could you imagine being an athlete training for the past four years to just Not boom dead. and you have to wait another four? It's like, like Gene Julius. You miss you miss you miss the window of your prime. Yeah, you like Gene Julius, buddy from Fort Lauderdale who ran for the United States, for Haiti and yeah. messed up on the first hurdle. Boom. <laughs> and that's your and that's your window. Because four years later yeah. you're not gonna be as fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you You're something. An asshole, bro. I didn't. I didn't want to laugh. I didn't want to laugh at Zoe when I saw it the first time. So I didn't laugh. I didn't. I listen. I didn't want to laugh at Zoe, bro, because I was like, damn, he 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 from the crib. So like, I was gonna laugh or say anything. So the first time I saw it, I was like concerned. I was like, damn, cause that sucks, right? And I gave him props on social media and was like, damn, like at least he tried to run for his for his own country. So like, I respect that. But after that first time, bro, I gave it a day. The next mm. day, oh, I was out here laughing at this dumbass. Bruh, what made it worse was like the whole memes and stuff, like the voice recorders, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to do this in my country. <laughs> bro, listen, bro. He was, he looked so ready to go, bro. He was in great shape. Yeah, And he was like looking confident, and it's the first hurdle. And then what made it worse? <laughs> What Yo, made it died. worse, bro? More than anything, bro. Died. If they, if you listen, what made it even oh, yeah, worse, bro, is after he falls, they put it on slow mo replay. <laughs> they put it on slow mo replay, and they showed that bit like two or three times. I was like, oh, what's his name again? Gene, isn't it Gene Julemus? Trash. Something, something like that. Something like that. Gene Julemus, bro. Just put Gene Julemus trips over hurdle. That bit will pop up. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Bro, it was bad. Yeah, Julemus. Yeah, it was real bad, bro. 
Or Jewelmas, yeah, bro. That junk was terrible, bro. If y'all ain't seen it, listeners, just take your time, bro. But he looked like he was ready to go, bro. I'm literally about to watch the video right now. <laughs> well, let's not. But nah, real talk. I'm watching. Yeah, that, but no, but that is that is crazy though about the Olympics. So we'll. I mean, oh, we'll, I thought you were saying we'll, it was crazy oh. that he fell and busted his ass. I was no, like, yeah, that is crazy. I was, <laughs> I was Jeffrey. I was moving on. Jeffrey Julius. Is Jeffrey? Yeah. Jeffrey Gene. It's all the same. I mean, he bro. pointed at his wrist like, is this that uh, time? That man, he like, bro, he put the L up, too. He put the L up for Lauderdale. For Lauderdale. I know y'all, y'all listening can't see what the fuck we watching right now, but, like, <laughs> trust us. Oh, y'all from Lauderdale. He busted. Oh, this is what his, his, his foot his foot got hooked yeah. behind it. Yeah, crazy thing is, bro, you gotta come back to the oh, crib. This no. y'all bro, oh this is Oh no. Oh, he's so sad, he wanna cry. You know that angry that angry run you just <laughs> represent y'all. He running like he hurt. <laughs> he running like he hurt. He like hobbling and limping and stuff. <laughs> listen. Dang. Listen, first time listen, first time I saw that, bro, That's I didn't say I didn't say anything. I watched it and was like, damn, Zo. I was like, that hurt. Damn. <laughs> I was like, that, that hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't laugh. I was respectful. I gave him his props on social media. I was like, bro, you know how hard it is just to make it to the Olympics? Y'all boy, no, tripping. Yeah, definitely. But after, listen to me, after 24 hours. Poor subway looking confident, boy. Listen, after twenty four hours, you hear me? Listen, yo, after after listen, after twenty four hours, a twenty four hours and one second, I put that video back on, and I watched it. Oh boy! And I laughed. Bro, that boy had all the confidence in the world. Oh, bro, man. I thought he was about to snap. When I watched it live, when I all that energy. Bro, when I... Stupid ass boy got sniped by the guards. You embarrassed us. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> is out there, bro. bro. <laughs> take off. He was already back. about to be the last one. Steph back, bro. Bro, that joke was crazy. And he said, "You know what time it is, bro." I didn't even realize he did that. Bro, yeah, yeah. but he says that time. Bro, bro. I know what time it is. This nigga missed. And then he put the Ella for Lotdale. Damn, he repping Haiti and he repping the crib twice. Yeah, the man didn't even get his foot over. <laughs> his foot went straight down, got into it, and it hooked him around. Yeah. That trail leg, boy. Like his leg didn't even get up. Dang, that trail leg got left that bit up. Boy. What if? How about this plot twist? What if he did that on purpose because he knew he was going to be dead last place? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That boy saw everybody. Wait, that. so is that just at the last Olympics? Yeah. Oh, we can't see a redemption story this time around? Oh, he just was just <laughs> He's still on the team or nah? He's not going back to the Olympics. He's embarrassed the entire Olympic committee, kid. Bro, that is so funny. Y'all supposed to be the best athletes. And there's a lot of these niggas was running their shit, kid. 
You was about to beat these boys. No way. These boys was sliding. Yeah, bro. That drunk was crazy. But yeah, man. <laughs> so since we're already like kind of into the whole fight world thing, do y'all just want to go straight into boxing then? Just talk yeah. about Wilder and Fury? Oh, boy. Let's talk about it. Oh, hey, boy. I mean, all right. Check this out. Let's be let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. So, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, you know what I'm saying? Us being the logical sport heads that we are, okay? Are we surprised at the result or are we surprised at how the result happened? But that boy got his ass filet mignon. Yeah, I'm surprised at how it happened. So I'm gonna agree. I'm agree to a, to a certain extent. Um, to be honest, you know, I think there was a. I, I think like when you have somebody like Deontay Wilder, right? And, and I don't. I don't want to take over this whole segment, so I, I'm definitely gonna try to keep it as short winded as possible. But um, you have somebody like Deontay Wilder, and you have somebody like. Um, Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder has low-key built a legend around himself, more or less, right? Like, he's very intimidating. He he does the yelling. He's very intense. Um, and, and, and he has this aura about him. And mind you, this man hasn't lost a fight in years. I think, like, the last time he lost a fight was in the Olympics. And this was, like, 8 or 12 years ago. This man has not lost a fight. He, he doesn't even know how to lose. He was 41-0-1. Like, he, he just didn't lose. And then you have somebody like Tyson Fury, somebody who was, was on his way to getting the belt. Because mind you, he didn't have any belts. Because he, he got into some issues and stopped fighting. He's just the lineal heavyweight champion. And what people don't know about that particular thing, the lineal heavyweight championship has like a lot of uh, prestige. And honor because although it doesn't come with an actual belt, it just means that you're the you're the man that beat the man. You're the last dude that beat the main guy with the belt, and and that was Klitschko. Klitschko had all the belts, and Fury won, but then he lost the belts on some BS. Like he never lost the belts in the ring. So anyway, um, Tyson Fury's like a jokester. You know what I mean? Like he he's not necessarily athletic looking. He sings all the time. He drinks and, and he talks about being a gypsy. So I, I feel like due to that, I think we kind of overlooked the actual measurables of the fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, I, I think we really overlooked it. And, and what I mean by overlooked it is like, I think if we just talk about, if we just talk about just pure measurements and we put no names, I mean, absolutely no names. Um, I mean, we're talking about six foot seven versus like six foot nine, mm -hmm. 200 and, 256 pounds. That was the first fight. That was 256 pounds and 212 pounds. They both added weight, right? And Tyson Fury was like, I don't like fighting at that weight. You know what I mean? He's like, I, I like fighting at my actual weight. So he, he goes back to his regular weight, right? And Wilder gains weight. So Fury goes to 273 pounds, which is his actual weight. And then Wilder goes from 212 pounds to 231 pounds, right? Which is still like a third, a damn near a 40 mm -hmm. pound difference. You understand what I'm saying? And then we're not even talking about reach. 
We're not even talking about reach. We're just talking about height and weight. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if we break it down just for that, just for that, right? 6'7 versus 6'9, 231 pounds versus 273 pounds, an 83-inch reach versus an 85-inch reach, who are you thinking is going to win this fight? Um, that bigger reach, though. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, and that's my thing. Like I was for Wilder emotionally, but even when the fight first started, and I see Wilder like really struggling to get his hits in. Like when he got his right hand in, like people were cheering. But being being from that, I've I've like done boxing before. I was like, damn, Wilder did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Just to connect that right hand. Like he connected maybe like five or six good times. And he did a lot of work, a lot of movement because he had to stay out of the way of Fury because, you know, Fury isn't necessarily a power puncher, but he gets points. You can't yeah. really knock him out per se. So, like, you got to be careful. I, I just, it didn't bode well. It didn't bode well for Wilder at all. Right. It I didn't. mean, and, and now, you know, we. We watched the first fight together. We did, um, and I think we all agreed that had it not been for those, you know, that last knockdown, that we thought Fury pretty much won that fight. Well, remember, we got into a little debate about it because, in my honest opinion, I thought Fury won even with the knockdown. I was like, I was yeah, like, they're gonna yeah. give it to him. They're gonna give it to him because you know it's very rare that somebody gets knocked down and still wins because Fury didn't get a knockdown of his own. But I was like, in my opinion, if you want to talk about pure boxing and just getting points, I mean, Fury did that. He did that in the first round. So that's why when a lot of people were shocked or a lot of people were saying, oh, like, you know, he's going to wash him. I was like, ah, I don't know about that, man. Like, I, I feel y'all. Like, I want Fury to win. I mean, I want Wilder to win, but I, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Did y'all watch the fight? Um, no, I didn't. No, yeah, I, I watched didn't. the highlights. Yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw it on YouTube after the fight. I watched the fight. Like the end um, of it. I watched the fight. I, I, I always feel like they never really tell the full fledged truth. Uh, I understand that. I don't know if you guys heard, but Wilder blamed it on his uh, costume being forty some odd pounds. Yeah, that was a home move. I saw which, that. which, 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 honestly. Why he did that. I mean, I honestly, I'll that. say this. I'll say this much. It might have been a contributing factor. But yeah, I've carried I've carried 40 that. pounds before. And I don't think 40 pounds would have took his legs away that much. Um, to, what, to walk, the costume you wore to wear to walk to, to your entrance. entrance. Right. Well, and then here's, you here's, about? here's the thing that made it. All the time. Facts. People walk around with 1,000 pounds, <laughs> take that bitch off. <laughs> You, you supposed are to be faster really, now. You are you are blowing me right now, bro. You supposed to be faster <laughs> now. So you know the whole the whole point is to hear like you said that you wore it for Black History. I ain't gonna lie to you. That futuristic suit ain't had nothing to do with Black History. You know that big black ass Terminator Seven. <laughs> not, a, ass suit not a damn. Had to do See, with from, Black History. From somebody who's all about Black rights and Black empowerment, that ain't it, dog. Like the community Dude, gonna let you know that ain't boy. like you ain't had to do all that. We appreciate. We appreciate you for who you are, man. Dumb just come out as yourself. If you got a problem with what, if you got a problem, if you got a problem with what we saying, bro, just pull up the four eyes, bro. Bro, like the jump, the jump was out of the. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, 
The man was just fine until he got bopped in the back of his head and started bleeding out of his ear. My dog was doing his legs was just fine until he got knocked upside the head and started bleeding out of his ear. They're going to say that the man just had a cut. That ain't no cut at all. That man was gushing out of his ear. If you're going to cover it up because you don't want to give Fury too much juice and you just want to say it was a little cut and just keep it real to nah, yourself, he busted, he busted cool. that boy eardrum open. That bro. eardrum was bust, bro. You don't bleed yeah. like that from just a cut inside your ear, bro. I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry. Like, his ear was gushing, bro. Nigga had, nigga had you bleeding out your brain. Yeah, they, they, Listen, were smart. they were smart we, to throw the towel in. Yeah, bro. And then you want to know what's even you want to know what's even crazier? You just said that and you reminded me. Thank you. He fired in? he fired the corner man that threw the towel. I feel you. I feel you because you don't want to be no bitch. Nah, bro. You listen to me. your life, though. I feel you, but bro, bro that's crazy. But a boxer just died recently. I yeah, he could have died. He could, there's always a possibility I of death. Well, he's lucky <laughs> if buddy didn't throw the towel in. I feel you. Shut up. Well, he avoided this. You actually getting your ass knocked the fuck out. You <laughs> but honestly, you already Deontay Wilder, man. Like you already been in this bitch getting filet mignon, man. Like this already unfamiliar territory, but exactly. You feel me? You don't know. Money. You don't know what to do here. The you don't know what to do here. For money, like you wobbling, bro. And we got four more rounds, bro. You're not Yo, making it past the next round. The next round. You're not making it past the next round, big fella. When's the next? When's the last time that he's actually even been really knocked down? That's what I'm saying. He got knocked down a few times. I mean, the, they, threw the, they threw that towel in, big fella. Because if you would have kept going, <laughs> he would have put you to sleep on national television. It would look crazy. You said you said you said national. Can we oh, try international, global? Yeah, like you'd have been global. globally knocked the fuck out. Bro, you, you want to know something? You know, if I'm the you corner, knock your ass out in front of in front of the world. You know if I'm the corner, people, and you do if I'm the corner Wilder dude to this day. Hey, real talk though. If I'm the corner dude, bro, I am so I am so uh, suing him. I'm be like, so you fired me for saving your life? Bet I see you in court. Suing, pull up. I'm being real, bro. Don't fire me for saving your life. Suing for what? Because he because that's his that's his technically that's his job. You got fired for Oh, brother. You got fired for doing your job. Hey, good for what? Brother, I fired you. I hired you, brother. I fired you. Got my house. What you mean? Ain't no court. You're in court for what? Wanna sue for what? Because you lost your job. Go get another job, brother. But this is in your spirit. You feel me? But it's, a, it's just a job. You get another one. That's messed up. But you got to leave. You threw in the towel. I don't want to quit. I don't quit right here. We don't quit in my family. <laughs> Go quit somewhere else. You're, you're out of there, bro. I doubt my shield. You're out of there, I doubt my shield. Well, sue, sue what? We'll take the court. Court who? With who? Uh, Not me. And who, who, who are you supposed to be? What character are you supposed to be right now? Oh, that's Country Wayne. That's, yeah, that's Country Wayne. I don't, uh, I don't know who the fuck that is. That's my boy Country Wayne. I know nah. who that is. Fuck out of here. You can sue what? You can sue because you got fired? Brother, you get, brother, get out of here, brother. <laughs> go. Brother, go home. You're fired. Because I, I, yeah, no. I don't want you here no more. I don't want you here no more. That's it. crazy, bro. <laughs> <sighs> bro. I didn't know you could fire niggas for suing, for, for, for firing. You, you can sue niggas for firing you. Yeah. Shit. Out of Wrong, bed. Wrongfully. Yeah, wrongfully firing. Wrongfully? Brother, I don't want you no more, brother. <laughs> 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 
Like, look what? You're an independent contractor. <laughs> <laughs> I found bigger and better, it's brother. It's a contract, It's a contract involved. Yeah, your, your contract over with. <laughs> your contract down, brother. Yeah, done. Let that shizzle your spirit. All right. Oh, no, so what else we got on the docket? Um, we got to talk about the NFL and talk about, you know, the, the whole business aspect of it because it's looking like they're not coming to an agreement. So I wanted to ask y'all, what do y'all think about, what do y'all think about the whole, like, potential lockout situation? Well, so he about to get locked up live. Well, well here, here's what I think is, is happening. I don't have necessarily, like, hate the proposal. Um, I know some, there are some strong opinions that do. But I think a lot of the players are just wondering, why are we rushing this now? They have a whole okay. year before that needs to be taken care of. So I think they're like, hey, okay, let's calm, pump the brakes. We don't need to do this now. This is where we get to negotiate on things and see what we can shake out. Y'all are wanting this decision quick, fast, and in a hurry when a lot can happen over the course of a year. So I, I don't know. I think that might play into it some, in some ways. It's true. Mm. So, so essentially... They don't have they, they don't have to sign this contract this year. Right. They can definitely do like a whole nother year of negotiations. So maybe um, the NFL Players Association is trying to rush it because maybe they're trying to prevent something. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, um, or that's probably why they're trying to throw in that whole like oh like let's get rid of like a week of uh, let's get rid of like a week or two of preseason mm-hmm. and let's add like another week of games and another bye week to try to sweeten the deal to see if they'll sign it faster. Because honestly, giving those teams another bye week isn't such a bad idea, and then oh, adding and then they were talking the seventeenth game. Yeah, and then they were talking about um, adding more teams for the playoffs. They was gonna say only the number one seed gets the bye. Yeah, and they were gonna add one more team. That's sick. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's sick. I think at that I point can... you might as well just make it the eight teams, and then you can still do the top two seeds get a bye. Oh, that's true too. That's true too. I mean that's more money to that's more money to spend. To, I mean not spend but to make, honestly, as far as like ticket sales yeah. or whatever have you. But I, I think another reason why they're adding they want to add a seventeenth uh, week because that would kind of push everything a, uh, an extra week or two. And I think they right. want to. I think their ultimate goal is to get the Super Bowl on um, that uh, President's Day Sunday. That Yo, way, that, that way would people, be stupid. The the Super Bowl. Oh my people, gosh! There's so many people that call out that day. You know, it's like one of the the most called out days in in the in the nation. And um, for real, I'm not working today. Fuck yeah, like so. I think that's the <laughs> ultimate goal. Now, fuck is you talking about now? And the All Star Weekend won't be too happy, but that's tough shit. And felt <laughs> Super Bowl's bigger. <laughs> you know, what? so. I think that's I think that's the ultimate goal is to make it to where, hey, you know, go have some more Super Bowl parties, more eyes on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You don't got to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of money in that. That's pretty dope, man. More more people will travel to the Super Bowl that's city. Pretty dope. Yes, yes, sir. So um, I like that, man. I, I I didn't even know. Thank you for adding all that information. I knew nothing about the negotiations having one more year. Yeah. I really thought it was pertinent to this year, so good nope. looks in sharing that. No problem. 
Um, so I wanted to talk about something. I really wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. Um, so this, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the measurables for some of these quarterbacks have come out as far as like their height, their hand size, or whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. And it's come out that the smallest hands or one of the smallest set of hands belongs to Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow has, I believe, like nine-inch hands. Nine-inch uh, which, hands. Which is like pretty small for an athlete anyway. Yeah. I thought this was interesting because we're not hearing a lot about it. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, he's got small hands, but he's also got a Heisman and he's also one of the better quarterbacks in the draft, which I thought was pretty intriguing. In the same essence, I just wanted to bring to, to y'all attention. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the media days, but um, Jalen Hurts has already gotten an interview. And one of the questions they asked Jalen Hurts was, if he changes his position, well, if they change his position, oh, if he would boy. still play in the NFL. And he was like, well, I'm a team first guy, but my position has always been quarterback. So he pretty much answered that right there. Right. Which made which which kind of gave me a parallel that I wanted to talk about. I find it relatively funny that uh, they are kind of overlooking the small hand thing with Joe Burrow. Do you know the last time hand size came up? Um, it was for a particular quarterback that was seen as a pro-style quarterback and could have won the Heisman, but... Somebody who had the biggest hands in the draft ended up winning the Heisman that year. And that quarterback kind of had a whatever year. It was a good year, but it wasn't to the hype. Mm. The person with the smallest hands, I want to say this was about like eight, nine, it would be like seven, eight years ago, was Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but Teddy Bridgewater had small hands. And the biggest hands of that same draft was Johnny Manziel. And I recall hearing on ESPN and hearing in all of these places that the reason why Johnny Manziel having these massive hands was going to be the determining factor as to why he was going to be the better quarterback. Fast forward years later, Johnny Manziel is nowhere to be found, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting quarterback for a team pretty damn soon. Because, shoot, he did an impressive job holding it down for Drew Brees, and some will say he did as good, if not better than Drew Brees, playing for the Saints. So... My thing is, is where's all the attention on Burrow as as far as they had before? Like everything that he's done so far has kind of been like washed. It's been like swept under the rug. Like his tweets came out. It was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's just being a young guy and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And now his hands has been brought up and they're like, well, look at his stats and it's this and it's that and it's whatever. And it's like, yo, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but one has to wonder. One has to wonder. So my my question for y'all is, do you think it's fair for Jalen Hurts to be getting those questions about switching positions? And do you think that Burrow is Burrow getting overlooked for his small hands and like Bridgewater not being overlooked for his small hands? If you think that is like a race thing as far as like quarterbacks is concerned, or do you think that as as a league we're truly over it? As far as like no. race and quarterbacks, I, mean, I, already, I do think it's unfair that they're looking at um, Jalen Hurst and telling him to switch his position. Like Lamar Jackson wasn't just right here and proving y'all different already. And if you know, if you criticize other guys about small hands and you, 
F criticizing them about small hands, it be the way they talk about dudes with big hands is so crazy. It's like now all of a sudden a guy has small hands and you just like, oh yeah, well yeah, well, anyway, it's Joe Burrow. You feel me? So I mean, it might so, be, you never know, because I feel like if it was Jalen Hurts or anybody else and they had small hands, it'd probably get criticized, but Joe Burrow just won a national championship, so you're not really Joe Burrow did. Man. Joe Burrow did win a national championship. He did. Right. So what about so um the whole like So what do you think about the whole like when we're talking about quarterbacks, do you think race has become a thing? I mean not has become a thing. Do you think like black quarterbacks is still like an issue? Or do you think it's it is because of pride? Yeah. It is because of pride and because the people in charge are old guys that have been around for a time where, you know, you ain't really trying to have that face be running your franchise, you feel me? You still kinda like stuck in that old way. So And on top of that, these white GMs and white coaches don't necessarily think they know how to talk to a young black. black man. Yeah, they scared. So they stick with what's familiar. They scared. That is that is a very interesting take. A lot of people don't say that, but that's something to think about. That's really good, bro. Yeah, I look at the old aspect of it, especially where when you look at ownership, general managers, even some coaches. Like they're old dudes. Mm. You feel me? Like we we seem to forget how how new we are until like. Integration Life. really being how yeah. it is now, you feel me? Like it's just no. Now you're be, right. It's it just, just now getting cool to be black while we're still not really liked in America like that. You feel me? And you feel me? It's just now that people have to kind of hide how you feel me, how they feel about it. You feel me? But you still see it very easily. You feel me? Because you look at any other sport, you look at basketball. You feel me? How they got much leeway, like. Unfortunately, you know, black people kind of run that sport. You feel yeah. me? Like athletically wise, is like they don't. As much as it could be true in the NFL, for those positions where it's like you know it holds that prestige of you're the you're the captain of that ship. When you're playing for teams that have these 75, 65, 55, 85 year old coaches and stuff like coaches, GMs, owners, you know, they they're from that era. Where it wasn't cool at all, and you freely could speak about it, you could freely feel about it how you want it, and nobody would care. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely not. You feel me? If they it's a different. A, it's a different era. Yeah. So you gotta wait till That's those dudes aren't running. You gotta wait till those dudes ain't running those companies, those teams anymore. But as long as you have these really old guys running these teams that are from that era where it wasn't really you no know, the best thing to back a black man running your your ship. And now you about to always have that. Mm. Look at Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer young. That's why he's like, shit. (laughs) Shit, me. (laughs) Give me that little nigga right there, boy. He going to take my team to where he need to go. Facts. That's that's, that's a really hot. I mean, y'all are making some really interesting points, man. And you know that that was ultimately what I what I really wanted to talk about with as far as like the draft is concerned. You know who oh. else um, had oh. really small hands in that draft? Who? Somebody by the name of Garoppolo. Oh, true. Golf had small hands too. I I just you know I just I just that's all I wanted to say. That's yeah. all. Um, 
I did want to say I do like how they've added new drills to the combine this year. Um, like new what? New drills that they're making them run. So like quarterbacks, now, quarterbacks and receivers both have to do fades now. And shit, like they've added a whole like a lot of just different like scheme and uh, uh, play specific type plays and stuff to get it kind of read on their evaluations and shit. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But that's do you guys watch? Do you guys watch any footage of the combine? I'll watch whatever gets put on Bleach Report, but it's like on during the day, so like I'm working and doing other things and stuff, so. It's hard for me to really sit down and watch, but like I guess whatever's worth watching ends up somewhere, <laughs> somewhere on, somewhere on, on BR. Whatever, whoever yeah. snap, I'm gonna see. Yeah. I wonder if Bleacher Report has created a section yet for the combine where you could just follow the combine. I'm sure, maybe. I don't know. They're not paying us. They better, that, man. They got an XFL tab. No, they. Don't. Oh, they, they do. That's ESPN. I know they had an XFL tab. Yeah, they do. Bleacher has a, oh yeah. Bleacher Report, Bleacher Reports is way better than ESPN's. Oh, for sure. Do they have stats though? I'm sure. I never really looked at Bleacher Report stat stuff though. You're asking for a lot, there, guy. Calm down. I'm very calm. I didn't even do nothing. Y'all don't respect me. Y'all don't respect me for Schmidt. For Schmidt. For Schmidt. So, um, I think that was all I really wanted to say for the NFL. Um, do you guys have anything? I mean, do you guys have anything else that you want to add for the NFL? Not for the NFL. I just want to give the uh, XFL scores real quick uh, since we're Go in the football it, thing. Um, so, in week three on Saturday, the Houston Roughnecks beat the Tampa Bay Vipers 34 27. Dallas Renegades beat the Seattle Dragons 24-12. On Sunday, the St. Louis Battlehawks beat the New York Guardians 29-9, where we had our first kickoff return for a touchdown of the year. Why are you saving us for last, bro? Um, And then the last game of the week was a crazy upset. Uh, Wildcats beating the D.C. Defenders 39-9. Um... DC Defenders took a L. Took a big L. Um, so this week's games, we got the one and two Wildcats at the one and two Guardians, the one and two Dragons at the two and one Battlehawks, the last undefeated team, the three and zero Roughnecks uh, at the two and one Renegades, and the two and one Defenders at the last completely defeated team, zero and three Vipers. L Vipers are the trashest team in the lane. Right. Good. The good thing I didn't go for the home team. Facts. We would have been stuck. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. Do they even like like I said? So they're not keeping track of like stats in these leagues, are they? I'm sure they are. Just know they put my boy Frank Brown back in this lineup, but it's over with. We ain't losing another game. I don't know how we lost. I don't know how 39. But, uh, that hurt oh. your heart, bro? That's tough. <laughs> it's okay, bro. Matt Elon, where was you? Where was you at? Where was you at when it was whooping our ass, Matt? <laughs> All right, now what else we got? 
So we can go into the NBA if you guys would like. Nah, fam. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's discuss. Um, nah, the, did you guys nah, watch the uh, Kobe Bryant celebration of life? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw. I saw, saw certain things. Hey, you saw the girl from UConn basketball team with yeah. booty ass speech. Yeah. That shit was trash, fam. Um, you, saw how she ended, you saw how she ended that bit? I saw the sky and I saw a helicopter. Bitch. <laughs> like, why would you. Yikes. Her shit was garbage. I didn't see I didn't was, see her speech. Oh, she thought she was reciting poetry, bro. Yikes. Bro, I did not see her she speech. She said, she said, she was like, they can't and came Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. They sat and watched that practice as my as my jaw sat dropped. <laughs> they sat and watched our practice as my jaw sat dropped. Shut your stupid ass up, girl. <laughs> Oh God, that was trash. Shaq did a big. I mean, it's tough. Shaq did a it's good job. Shaq did it. No, but she went up there like she was finna fuck some shit up. But she went up there with metaphors and assemblies, if that's what. <laughs> she went up there saying a bunch of trash, bruh. And then she bring up the helicopter to finish out the shit. In part of one, in one of her metaphors, like I went out of my house today. I looked up and I saw the sky. And I vibing in the fridge, bro. I saw the sky and I saw a helicopter. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? Why would you? So, um, I didn't see her speech. I saw Gino Oriema. I saw Inescu, if that's how you say her name, Inescu, whatever the girl from uh, Oregon. That's, like, her. that's first... what I'm talking about. Look, talking about something he ain't mm. see her. You said UConn. You didn't say My Oregon. Bad. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, you definitely said UConn. My yeah, bad. Like you coming at me like that's what you're talking about. But I just mentioned all the shit she was talking about. Your ass ain't listen to Nan Nevin. I didn't hear no helicopter part. Yeah, yeah. I was in, I, I was in public. I was in Publix during her part, so I didn't. I didn't really oh, pay much her attention part to it. Was well, garbage. Well, on a on a better part of the of the ceremony, um, I think his wife did wonderful. She her poise. For no, that she whole held thing was uh, honestly, I got choked up a few times. I made the mistake of watching it while I was at work, no, she held and it, it was hard for me to not get choked up. No, I watched it with somebody. It. And it was I think, I think oh. honestly, I think with when you have somebody like Kobe Bryant as as your husband, as your life partner, you know, especially she the way she's, she was saying certain things, you know, she was just like, I think mm. that was her way of paying homage to him. Because I think that's how he would be, you know? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, the, the thing is, for me, it, it was very uh, eye-opening for me. Um, and the reason why it was eye-opening, I feel like, you know, there's always different modes when it comes to, like, dealing with somebody being gone, right? There's, like, that first initial where you're kind of, like, reminiscing and stuff like that. And then you have your moment where, like, you're like, yo, like, that person is gone. And I think like that hit for a lot of people. For me, it hit on a lot of different levels. Um, for one, the fact that I saw people like Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Michael Jordan at a funeral for Kobe Bryant, when in mm. my mind, I saw it the other way around, is mind-blowing to me. Um, secondly... 
I've never seen Michael Jordan so human in my life. Yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. I I thought, you know, like Jordan is always like the coolest guy. Like he's a cool guy. He doesn't really sweat under pressure. You don't really see him fold much. But I mean, from the minute he got up there, the tears was rolling. I mean, you only see him fold one other time like that. (laughs) The Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, yeah. But even in the Hall of Fame speech, he wasn't really like necessarily human. He was still a savage. He was calling out everybody who doubted him. He was calling out everybody who he played that was yeah, talking course, trash. Yeah, like you know what died. I mean? Like he that was that was a very different Hall of Fame speech. He wasn't really thanking too many people. He was like, "Look, I appreciate y'all for because you know I, y'all lit a fire into my ass and I whipped y'all ass back. So I appreciate y'all." And he did that for about twenty minutes. Um, towards the end, I mean, he thanked his family, of course, but. In this element, it was interesting to see, like, how low-key he, like, paralleled Kobe's journey with his, right? And it, and it really was an interesting relationship because he says it a few times that when he first meets Kobe, Kobe's, like, aggravating, right? Like, everybody's comparing him to Kobe. Everybody's, like, talking about the next Jordan, whatever, whatever. And he was, like, it was annoying to me. But he kind of makes an an interesting turn of phrase when he talks about like Kobe more or less becoming Kobe Bryant. Now there's no more comparisons really to Jordan. It's like, yeah, he's Jordan-esque, but this is Kobe. And he said that he found it within himself to be like a better big brother. Like he wanted to be a big brother. So he went from being aggravated by this guy to wanting to be a better person as the younger guy was becoming a better person, right? And, and it was just so awe-inspiring f- to hear the stories about like how this man, he couldn't sleep when he was away from his wife. So like there was a piano in a hotel under a moonlight. So he thought months in advance and learned the moonlit, moonlit sonata or moonlight sonata on his own to play for his wife on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that was some And crazy he learned shit. it. Under moon, under moonlight in the hotel. You can't make that up. You no, can't. They, with that, one. that one was fine. Like, they're oh, talk, they're talking butt. about how he's texting people and he's asking them like what drills to do for his twelve year old daughter. Jordan's like, I was playing baseball. I wasn't playing basketball. Right. It just shows you the different focuses that he's mm-hmm. he's already got his daughter on. Right. He he talks about and then on, on top of it like. Jordan still finds a way to put some hilarity in it and says only Kobe could put me on another meme for the next three to four years. Like, right. Nah, he wasn't you know, that, like... But then my thing with Jordan is that like, bit all, like... Honestly, though, within, within <laughs> an hour, life. within an hour, he was a meme. I feel you, but like, come on, son. Wipe your face, bruh. This shit running. <laughs> this shit on your lip. You licking it and shit like a child. <laughs> Your bro, like he, it was, it was crazy. Your eyes are wide. You get on your lip. Your nose running. You ain't got no tissue for your nose. Like wipe your face. You're a grown ass man sitting there. Got got salty ass shit just dropping into your mouth. You just sitting there just <laughs> like you just got a punishment. Like you don't. Yeah. Like, you don't got a hand and a handkerchief somewhere to wipe up your face. You wanted to be a meme. 
That's why you mentioned it. Bro, why you like, being so mean to this man, bro? I feel you, bro. It's like, oh, bro, you can wipe all that goddamn. <laughs> um, uh, but no, Just get it off your lip. Everyone, did, everyone else did a good job. I mean, Shaq did a great job. Yeah. Um, Shaq's speech was great. Mambo. Yeah, uh, the performances were good. Beyonce did great. Christina Aguilera did great. Alicia Keys. Beyonce snapped. Yeah, yeah everybody. It was it was just really good. A lot of the Illuminati was in that bit. Well represented in that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. You saw how Alicia Keys went. You saw how Beyonce was looking. Eva, she was looking Eva while Alicia Keys was going. You saw Kyrie now. You saw Kyrie's post about Kobe recently. No, they grilled Kyrie ass. Like he posted a picture of, of, of Kobe, and he was trying to like shot him out. And then at the end, he put like the triangle red, the red triangle emoji in an eye. This niggas in the comments like, "Yo, Kyrie, ain't gonna lie to you. What the fuck?" <laughs> and then you go on Kyrie's page, his profile picture is the most Illuminati shit you'll ever see. You're like, "Yo, what you got? What y'all boys got?" Going? What What is it? It's like that little. I don't know how to describe that shit. That little eye, it's like a little Egyptian little. Just go on Kyrie Irving page on IG, bro. I can't wait to go on Kyrie Irving page and see that it's not no Illuminati stuff. Uh, unless he just changed it recently because niggas was getting on his ass, but I'm trying to You're talking tell about you. the eye? You're talking about the eye of Osiris? Yeah, uh, that's what it looks Or the like. eye of Horus? One of, it's one of those two. It's my own, eh? It's the same uh, shit, right? That's not it. Why are you posting about Kobe Bryant? And then you post to finish off the series like it's not gone and see you later. Or some crazy shit. Well, it was some shit like that. And you post a red triangle and one eyeball. <laughs> Niggas lit his ass up in the comments like, yo, kid. I mean, but it's not it's not really like so nobody, much nobody. It's not really well it's I. well the thing the thing about it is is like it all really depends on in which context he's talking about it. I mean he is talking about angels and ancestors. I mean, there is some aura behind the eye thing. It's not always Illuminati. I mean, it could just be... Well, no, it's not could just. It is some esoteric stuff. I mean, he has it all on his sneakers. I mean, that's the stuff that he believes in. It's 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 a different realm of spirituality, but it is spirituality. It's not necessarily... It's not necessarily Illuminati stuff, but it is weird. And the only reason why it's weird is because people don't know about it. Illuminati. That's all it is. Um, and besides, I mean, if you really know about the Illuminati, Illuminati don't like black people like that. So Kyrie Irving wouldn't right, even be on his radar. We gotta move on. We gotta move so, on. We gotta move on. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, I wanted to kind of make a connection. Um, interestingly enough, um, and, and I like looking at like numbers and trends and stuff like that. So this was in 1996. 96. Um, a 19-year-old Kobe Bryant first matched up with a 35-year-old Michael Jordan, and they combined for 69 points. Kobe had 33 points, and Michael Jordan had 36 points and ended up with the win. Um, yesterday, in 2020, a 19-year-old Zion Williamson first matched up with a 35-year-old LeBron James, and they both combined for 69 points. Zion Williamson with 29 points and LeBron with 40 points and the win. I just wanted to share that because I thought that shit was cool as hell. <laughs> I feel you. That done was cool. Um, Zion, and honestly, <clears throat> out here on y'all ass in these. Squeezes. That was a great. That was a great game. 
That was a great game. And the only reason why I'm going to say it was a great game was because, honestly, Zion didn't fold under the pressure of playing in Los Angeles. Um, LeBron, I mean, did you guys watch the game? No. Were you aware of the game being on? Yes. Okay. So the whole the whole thing about it here is is that uh, this is Zion's like 19th game back in the NBA. Well, he, um, so he, they since felt, he got back. Since uh, he got back. So yeah, what they thought was what they thought was that uh, not necessarily that he was going to fold under pressure, but they wanted to know how he was going to do against the length of the Los Angeles Lakers because. They're like either he's gonna go against LeBron or he's gonna go against um, Anthony Davis, and he still put up twenty nine points. I mean, he balled out. He balled out. Um, and, but the interesting thing is, is that LeBron scored and was playing in a way that he hasn't played all season. So one has to say, like, oh, he was definitely playing out. Um playing all out because he wanted to kind of show Zion some of the moves. They said, you know, they said up until that game, Zion and LeBron hasn't even, they haven't even spoken. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking they of even, some of the moves, sorry, we forgot somebody in the, in the funeral service. Shout out to Diana Taurasi. She had a really nice... Um, the White Mamba? Yeah, she had a really nice speech. Yeah, yeah she did what she had to do. She ended it in, uh, in, in uh, Italian, too, which was really good. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, but yeah, so they, they said that they haven't spoken at all. And they said that LeBron scored 17 fast break points, which is by far the most points that he's scored on a fast break since he's gotten to the Lakers. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. He put his dick on that young man's face, bro, on that poster, bro. Did you see that dunk, bro? No, I didn't see that. What? Oh, my God, bro. Oh, you talking about against the Pelicans? Buddha. Yes, bro. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, he LeBron James. LeBron is a disrespectful dunker, bro. Oh, is that the one that was on Sports Center? Okay. Oh, he put his meat in j- nose. Yeah. Man, too old. Yeah. Man, too old to be wearing flushing on people from back there, bro. <laughs> you too old to be wearing flushing on people from way back there. That's pretty hilarious, bro. Um, so yeah, so that essentially was what I wanted to kind of share with y'all a little bit. Thought it was pretty cool. Um, so have you guys watched any or seen any highlights for NBA basketball so far? For what? Have you watched any NBA games or seen any NBA highlights so far? I have not. Watched in the NBA games? Yeah. Yes. Full on? Nah. I don't got cable. Perfect. So, I want for you guys to tell me right now, without knowing anything about basketball, without watching any basketball, from what y'all hear and see, who is going to be in your NBA finals and who's going to win? Miami LA. I like that. Not going to lie to you. Miami LA. Say that one more time. Who, who do you have in your finals and who do you have winning? Um, I got... I'm on Miami too, not going to lie. Gee, going out on a limb. But I'm, when I'm saying LA, I'm talking Clippers, by the way. I'm not talking Lakers. I'll talk... Um, 
You're talking about I, LA? I was talking about uh, the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, Clips. Um, but Miami finna win that bad. Yeah. Toronto kind of nice too. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna say. Fuck, man. I want Miami to go. I would like Miami to go in the East, but I could see it being Milwaukee. So I'm going to say Milwaukee. I'm going to say Milwaukee, Denver, bitch. Okay. So why do you have the Clippers over the uh, Lakers? Actually, Buda. no, Milwaukee, Lakers. It'll probably be Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee. No cap. I don't know, bro. I just, I just feel like they're the better team. I feel like they're they're deeper than the Lakers. I feel like they're more they're more built to go through the playoffs than than the Lakers are. The Lakers so, are a little bit away though, which they're not gonna have to worry about much. Like Bron, Bron and AD gonna have to play forty minutes each game, the entire stretch. Okay, so interestingly enough that you say this, so. Let me ask you guys for your honest opinion, and, and I want you guys to answer as, like, y'all selves, like, well, like, NBA fans, and I want you guys to also answer this as, like, if you guys were NBA executives. So, you have two different sides of the spectrum where you have the Clippers and you have the Lakers. The Clippers have been doing a lot of load management. So, because there's been so much load management and so many injuries, the Clippers have really played with a full squad five times. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they're 5-0 and oh those five times, but they haven't really played full-on contenders those five times. they played two, but it doesn't matter because they're 5-0 and with a full squad, which means Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers, on the other hand, LeBron hasn't really done a lot of load management. They've played a lot of games together. They've spent a lot of time together. Um, Kyle Kuzma even says it's amazing to him how a professional team could be this together. He said he feels like he's back in college again because they hang out so much and, and they, they, they share so much in common. So my question for you guys is, and I and I feel like Buddha, I kind of see, I kind of have an idea where your answer is going to go, regardless. But I want to hear: Do you think, since you're saying that the Clippers have a deep squad, but it doesn't appear that they have much chemistry, do you think in the playoffs that the chemistry is going to matter over how deep of a squad is going to be? Um, do you choose what the Clippers have going on, or do you choose what the Lakers have going on? I choose the depth, man. I just feel like playoffs, you need depth. Yeah, it's, good. it's cool that the Lakers got this yeah, squad of people awesome, that have been playing and, and they're getting along with each other. But, like, I feel like, yeah, the Clippers haven't played with each other, but when they do play, the fact that they have bona fide ballers and bona fide defense, you don't got to play with each other much to just know how to play good Do your job. Defense. You can be that, that New England Patriots. Do your yeah, job so mentality. Being that they, I feel like, and that's the reason they're doing the load up because like, as much as, you know, as much as it's great to see what the Lakers are able to do with their chemistry, chemistry can't beat actually the grind of a playoff. You feel me? Like, if you, especially coming out of the West, bro, you're going to have, you're going to, you have a chance to you're have to sweep everything. Gonna, yeah, you're not, you're not, <laughs> not sweep the first team and you definitely not sweeping the second. Right. The second might take you to seven. And then the third probably gonna take you to seven. Yeah. And then you got you feel me? And then you gotta go to the finals. So it's like I feel I like what the Clippers are doing with low management because it's like you know they know they got they understand that they're gonna need their guys for a longer mm-hmm. haul. And I feel like being that I don't think they're Paul George and 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 and, Ka- and Kawhi don't really 
I don't think they mess each other up, to be honest with you, as far as playing with each other. As long as that, and the, Lou Williams is such a great part of that team that I feel nobody has anywhere else in the league. That's why I feel like he's going to be the X factor of the playoffs, um, being able to have him come off the bench. Because as much as you have guys that get along with each other, the minute a, a, a All Star caliber player like Lou Williams gets on the court, which your which your which your which your second string, he's going to cut everyone until LeBron and then AD gets back on the court. So I could definitely I like the, the the defense wins championship aspect of the Clippers, which is what I would get, which is what I would give them ahead of the Lakers to give them that push to the to the finals. Okay, I like that. So here is I, I kind of have a dilemma with it because I feel like at, they are a super deep squad, and you don't really have an answer for the whole team that is the Los Angeles Clippers. However, I still don't want to overlook team chemistry I feel like when it all comes down to it if a team doesn't mesh with that player it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter if you win three games you're not going to win four um, especially if it's two good teams I think like chemistry matters knowing where a certain player is going to be understanding plays understanding concepts understanding the tendencies of that player where he likes the ball in particular spots I think it goes a long way I think that's why the Raptors are so good because although they lost Kawhi that team has been together for at least three to four years now. So even though they've added pieces, like they all know each other very well. So I do think that it matters. It's going to be interesting. I do definitely see it as a Western Conference semifinal. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, well, a Western Conference final or semifinal, depending on how the seeding goes. So either way, I feel like it's going to be a playoff series this year. So I'm going to love to see how that's going to go. Right. Um. But that was what I really wanted to mention on that. Also, I wanted to mention to you guys, um, have you heard about the uh, new quote-unquote Houston Rockets lineup of death? Lineup of death? Yes. The small ball? The small ball. Because they're pretty much much copying like person for person what the Golden State Warriors had going on. Which, by the way, I think in like three or four days, Steph Curry comes back. Sunday, yeah. Yes, sir. I don't know why. Um, so he can. So they want to see how he's going to play out with this team and see if the guys are going to be the guy who they who works with Curry who doesn't. You know they got Wiggins now, so they want to see how he's going to play, and it, and it helps him to stay healthy going into next year. I like it. Um, but anyway, um, what I wanted. So they so essentially, they are literally doing person for person. Um, what the Warriors did, where they have pretty much three guards out there. They have two forwards, but their more physical forward is their center, which is P.J. Tucker, who's not that tall, but he gets boards. He's a good passer. And technically, what some, what some people have been saying is, although he's not as tenacious as Draymond, when he loses in tenacity, P.J. is a better shooter. P.J. can hit that corner three. PJ can hit that three at the top of the, uh, of the circle, so you have to give him the matchup that he that he deserves because he'll hit the open shot. So whoever's guarding him, whatever big man that is that's guarding him, mm-hmm. has to be out of the paint. So when he's out of the paint, guess who's the guy who's going to be going in the paint wreaking havoc? Russell Westbrook, whose game has exponentially gotten better in the last 29 or 30 games. He's averaged 31 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and he's shooting over 50%. And that's including the three-pointer. Well, the three-point ball. So 
He's playing better. Harden's always been playing good basketball. So it looks like things are turning around for them. And and I want to ask y'all, are you guys fans of small ball? Um, yeah, I fuck with small ball. Not gonna lie. Like, I think, I don't know. I feel like a bunch of bigs kind of just bore me. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I like small. So, I love small ball. so okay. So if you if you like small ball, and I'm not I'm not trying to debate you. I'm not trying to bring up or or, or uh, like demean a point that you're making. I, I kind of just want to get good dialogue from you here. You like Embiid over Simmons. You know I like Embiid over Simmons. Facts, but Embiid. That's just that isn't but really I small ball. I understand, but I see that's a bad that's a bad two players to give me because I don't like Simmons because he can't shoot. That's what makes me love small ball. He can't do shit. See, but Simmons Simmons would be the perfect small ball center. Okay, center. He would, but he like, would be. Yeah, but I'm saying you just told me to compare with two players, but I no no no. I, I, know, like I know, I know, I know, I know. Like six, six. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Simmons is six nine. He's six nine. Like I'm damn near six ten. He's he's like a really tall six nine, short six ten. Yeah, um, but like if, if you, I was you give me Embiid or another or another I small. I don't know how credible you are on height this week. You was I mean that's that's fine. That's true. You have a phone in your hand, so you can always just look it up. I'm like I did. Know I'm already ahead of you, bit old. <laughs> All right, cool. Do that, and let me know how tall he is. Bet that up. All right, cool. So, um, so you are a fan of small ball. I mean, so the thing, the thing that I like about small ball is I just like how interchangeable the players are. Yeah. It just makes for really tough offensive sets. And if they're good on defense, if they're active and if they're moving and if they're, they're banging bodies, I mean, honestly, it's a problem. I don't know if I don't know if small if we can really say small ball wins championships because we're talking about the Warriors and the Warriors is a different breed. It's not every day you're gonna have Curry and Thompson and 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 uh, uh, Draymond and, and even then they still had Bell mm-hmm. and they had JaVel McGee coming off the bench. So if they ever really needed length, they could get length because yeah. they would start McGee or they would start Bell depending on who they were playing against. So again, the the Warriors were better built as far as like being able to take on a variety of situations. So I don't know if pure small ball can really win you any rings. It can win you a lot of games, but we'll have to see what it does in terms of playoff success. But I, I just wanted to create that dialogue with y'all, and I appreciate y'all for giving me something back. I've been wanting to talk about that with y'all. I just kind of wanted to do my own research. Yeah, what what do um, you do? Appreciate it. So uh, I wanted to talk about um, the power rankings with y'all before I wrapped up the NBA. Um, the top 10 is relatively the same. Just got some movement. Um, outside of the top 10, there's not really much movement. The only team that's really moving up quickly right now is the New Orleans Pelicans. And, I mean, naturally it would have to yeah. be them because Zion has scored at least 20 points in his last eight games and 25 in his last four um, he's still learning to be effective from the three-point line, but I mean his pure shooting stats as far as inside the three-point line is absolutely ridiculous. I think the man's shooting at practically a seventy percent clip inside of the three-point line. He needs to um, he needs to lower his stats on the scale, Bill. 
Well, that's the thing. A lot of a lot of people feel like he a lot of people feel like he doesn't have to. That boy don't even do nothing. That boy. I'm just saying for I'm just saying for his body's sake. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of body to be jumping around and stuff. This is true. But but they said but they said this. This is true. But they said the same thing. They said the same thing about LeBron. He's not super tall with it. That's probably what's gonna keep him straight and healthy. Yeah, because they said LeBron was too heavy. At 6'8", 240, and then he went to 6'8", 260 by the time he was with the Miami Heat. And they were LeBron like, oh, his body's LeBron not going to last. But LeBron was so. one of the people that wasn't getting hurt. So it's like, that's like, I feel like it's better to be short and be that stocky than to be freaking lanky at seven foot, whatever. Because then it's like. I mean, I feel you. I feel you. It's just, I don't know. And that boy I just, I just, I just wonder, like. Him being that big, that's why he can out-rebound dudes that's taller than him. Because he can legit just. Right. So a little ass out of Yeah, you're going to get boxed out with these, yeah. I don't care how big you are. That's how my center is 6'9 right now on 2K. Killing niggas. I'm just as big. Big as head. Swole. (laughs) I got roasted on on the court one time. I was hating because I was on that bitch. Big as hell. Swole as shit. He's like, big muscle head ass on the court. like, yeah, nigga, we about to win. Stupid. About to muscle all y'all on these boards. At 6'9. So I respect it. Go ahead, Nose. Gotta respect it. You're so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, um, as of right now, the West is 166 and 138 versus the East in interconference games going into this week. Um, these rankings reflect um, the league as of Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, at number 10, we got the Miami Heat. Um, the Miami Heat are kind of the... They're like the tale of two halves. Um, if the first half was just a thing, um, the Heat would have won the last 10 of their 13 games. If the second half Heat is a thing, they've lost 10 of their last 13 games. Jeez. So <laughs> um, they're not doing too well. In the last five games, they've gone two and three. Two of those wins have come against the last place team in each conference. So they're still trying to figure out how to win with Jay Crowder and Iguodala. Hopefully they can turn it around so the picks don't look stupid. Um, the Jazz are slipping. The Jazz, I won't say, are having issues, but they're definitely making things weird. Um, they're at number nine. They're thirty six and twenty, and they had an interesting story that I saw where they were saying that they were going to bench Conley for the rest of the season, I believe, or at least for the next couple of games. And then they turn around today, and when they release their lineups, it appears that Joe Ingles is going to be sitting on the bench and not Mike Conley. So it's interesting to see what kind of personnel issues the Jazz got going on. At number eight, falling another spot, you have the Clippers. The Clippers have a lot of injuries. You have Patrick Beverly and Paul George gone. They did pick up Reggie Jackson, um, but, I mean, he's not really doing anything impressive. In his first game, he didn't score or really assist in anything in, like, the first eight or nine possessions. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see what's going to go on here. Um, this week though, both Paul George and Pat Beverly should be back. So they're getting close to the full strength right at the, uh, end of all-star breaks. Hopefully that'll turn into something productive for them. At number seven, falling down two spots. I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, the Denver Nuggets, they had some injuries of course. Um, but they got beat by, I believe... The I 
I think it was the Thunder. And, I mean, honestly, it's just because the team isn't that deep. Um, I think that's going to be one of their major issues. When their starters are on the floor, they ball. But when it's time for them to go to the bench, they don't really have a team. And realistically, when it's playoff time, the depth of your bench really matters. So that I think that's one of the reasons why they took the fall that they did. Jumping up three spots, you have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, interestingly enough, though, their record against teams that are over 500, they're 8-15. and 15. But they did just beat the Denver Nuggets, and they've been trending up. So that's why the Thunder take the bump that they took. Um, jumping up five spots, you have the Houston Rockets. I mean, the Houston Rockets are balling out. Um, they have, if you were to tabulate the points that they've made from three-pointers in their last two games going into Sunday, the Rockets have made 135 points from three-pointers alone. Their opponents, 42. Their defense has gotten better. I mean, Harden, Westbrook, Covington, and Tucker. I mean, just off Westbrook, Covington, and Tucker alone, you've got three guys that's going to give you hard defense. And then Harden, who plays defense when he feels like it. But I think because of the demands of the other players, he has definitely stepped it up. Um, In their last nine games since they've established a center, which is P.J. Tucker, the Rockets are now 7-2. Um, at number four, you have Boston Celtics. I mean, honestly, they've been winning games without Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum has officially made that turn towards becoming a star. Uh, I mean, he's getting points whenever he feels like it. The man's absolutely a problem. Um, at number three, you got the Toronto Raptors. Um, beyond anything else, their their schedule is still relatively easy, but I mean you're 42 and 15. Well, what can you really say about that? Uh, number two, you got the Los Angeles Lakers at 43 and 12. I mean they're playing good basketball, and they picked up Markeith Morris, who, in my opinion, seeing Marcus Morris play, I think Markeith is the better twin. So shout out to the Lakers for doing a good move before the end of the uh, free agency. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are number one. They're 48 and eight. And, they, and and I mean, they're doing pretty damn good. They're still on pace for a 70-win season, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much it for the NBA, unless you guys got anything you want to add. Um, nope. Uh-uh. All right. No, don't care. Don't care. Awesome. So I'm going to go into underrated bars of fame. This is, I believe, the last week for Big Sean. Um, so, um, Buddha, <laughs> you have until the end of this song to pick the next artist that we're going to do next, next week. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I threw you an alley because I know there was one rapper that we talked about back in the day where you like, he deserves more time on underrated bars of fame. This is your time to, you know, get your redemption. Can, can you um, give me a hint as to who that was? Um, I feel like if I give you a hint, it'll be way too easy. That's fine. <laughs> All right. He's from the South. Um, Bunby. Um, Buddha would not say Bunby. Oh. All right. Um. So today I'm going to do Memories by Big Sean. Um. It's from his finally, finally famous, uh, album, and uh, it features John Legend on the uh, on the hook. Okay. All right. 
Sometimes I dream bigger than I live. Sometimes I think better when I'm lit. So go ahead and light it. Roll it up. Ignite it. One time for all my kids that dreamed it up, then real life did. I swear I've been through everything in life but a coffin. They say sky's the limit. How, bitch? I'm moonwalking. And my middle name, Michael, ho. Success is my idol and being broke is my rival. But it's cool because I got the title, ho. See, I just want my fantasies in real life. You got everything? Tell me what it feel like. Motherfuck the radio if I can't hear mine. They give wrong. There's more airtime than airlines. Is you feeling me? If not, you feel my energy. See, I know I'm going to make it. But even if I don't, don't feel bad. Because honestly, all these times that I had, those will be the best memories. The best memories, all the good times and the bad. I hope that you remember me. Because in the end, all you really have is really memories. Are you willing to give up what you love for who you love? Or you lose your girlfriend to groupie love? Everywhere I go, I get a group of hugs. That's what happens when they need connections and you the plug. How many trends you got to set till you're considered great? How many missed calls till you considered fake? How many dreams before it's considered fake? I'm eating in a world where I'm considered bait. A workaholic addicted to bills. People addicted to me because they addicted to real. My best friend got addicted to pills. I can't look him in his eyes. You don't know how that shit feels mentally. I ain't trying to rock no shirts that say in memory. I'm praying that he make it, wishing we could go back. Because honestly, all the times that we had, those would be the best memories. Let's reminisce in the good times and the bad. Reflect on everything you miss and those that you never had. Those would be the best memories. Because in the end, all you really have is memories. Sometimes reality checks are too big to be cashed. Was mailed one when her neat that had died in that crash. Seemed like yesterday I just seen him smile and laugh. I'm stressing over little shit when I should be happy I can. They say my music beaten because I follow my heart. I always have faith like who swallows the darts. And with my mama looking at cribs that we can't purchase, house is bigger than a palace, but she's a queen so she deserve it. I'm focused. They try to throw me off track, but they just hurdles. I'm marathoning to the money and you just running off in a circle. Man, I huddled up with my team and other words, my inner circle. Fast forward a few years later, now we're the fucking winner's circle. Remember the first time I was rhyming for Khan? Almost as nervous as the first time I rhymed for my mom. Sold, a the sold out the theater downtown. She said it was perfect, but I already dreamed it, so it felt like I rehearsed it. Much as my grandma took care of me since I was birthed, sad I used to steal $20 bills right out of her purses. No, I ain't perfect. Try to make a gift out of her curse, life out of her hearse, and if I die, of course, I have the best memories. Let's reminisce on the good times and the bad. Reflect on everything you miss, because you never know if it'll last. Those will be the best memories, because in the end, all you really have is memories. Memories by Big Sean, underrated bars of fame. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a really good song. Um, good snap and dope. Yeah, yeah. That, I really love Finally Famous. I thought that was a great album. Yeah. I thought it was a, a phenomenal album. Um, so, Buddha. Yeah. Who's your artist? Um, so, since you said the South, that means it would have to have either been T.I. or Ludacris. Ah! Is the second one. Like, <laughs> Luda. 
Yeah. Luda. So that's, that's what we're doing next month? That's what we're doing next month. Ludacris. All right, bet. Luda. So, I mean, are we wrapping it up right now? Yeah, duh, Jit. You're all right, bet. So, where can they reach us? Don't if care. they uh, want to email them. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> where can they email us, bro? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Uh, balls underscore sports underscore podcast. And what about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Yes, sir. And with that being said, I believe that we are done. Yeah. All right. We appreciate y'all for hollering at us for the 129th time. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us. And we really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Just keep, you know, listening to us and keep giving these listens and we'll keep giving you good stuff to vibe to. Till then, we're out of here. Bye, hoes. Y'all little scallywags.